Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Welcome to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Laura. And I'm Becky. And today we are discussing the book The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. And we are so excited because we actually have a guest with us Hello. the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to introduce you to him. So this is Dan Conopasic. Hello. So Dan, go ahead and say hey and just tell us a little bit about yourself and all that jazz. That's, and all that jazz. That is one of my favorite things. <laughs> and for... all that jazz. <laughs> Friends of Grounds of for Discussion, I'm just going to let you know right now that this podcast, because I'm on it today, will go so far off the rails. I deeply apologize <laughs> because that is what I'm good at. And we're so excited about that. Yes. Watch out. The train has left the track. I am Dan Konopasik, and I am a listener of this podcast because... Woo-hoo! Laura and Becky are some amazing friends from yesteryear, college days and after, and now. I live... The days of the yore. The days of yore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Union Grove, with Wisconsin, with my wonderful wife, Lori Konopasik, who actually mm-hmm. knew Laura before I knew Laura. And so we'll talk about that in a second. Right. Wonderful Lori Konopasik. And we have one son. His name is Benjamin. He is almost 17 months old which makes him just short of a year and a half. He is precious. He is wonderful. He is sweet. Best baby ever. (laughs) I'm a little partial. Whom I still haven't met. Yeah. I mean, not not okay. I know. I know. Okay. But his pictures are adorable. He is so So stinking cute. cute. Like, And he's got glasses. He's the cutest little nerd in the world, and I love it so much. I... I am a sucker for a baby in glasses. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just am. It's so, so adorable. But, Becky, you're in Tennessee, so I feel like if we start driving from Wisconsin and, Laura, you start driving from Jacksonville, yes. we can meet in Tennessee. Yes. Central. I mean, we're going to have a little bit of a longer trip than you will, but still, it's okay. Um, so, by trait, I am a middle school teacher, but the last year to two years, uh, well, I should just say the last year, I have moved into an office role at the district that is a little bit more that has to deal with student social and emotional learning. I am the professional um like development coordinator for the student services department in our in our big gigantic district. And so I have enjoyed a little bit of that change. It's given me some great flexibility. It's given me some opportunities to learn a little bit more. And uh, it's given me an opportunity to kind of be with my family. And anybody that is a teacher out there, you know that um, teaching consumes your life. And for 16 years, I've loved teaching. And I, I probably will go back to it one day. But um, I definitely have enjoyed this change a lot more. And so it's given me an opportunity to kind of have a little bit more flexibility. Um, I love podcasts, uh, so much so that at the start of COVID, I started my own podcast. So this is where I have a shameless, this where I have a shameless plug and say, please listen to my podcast. It's called, go for it. it's called Lost, go for Lost it. in Lists. And you can rate, subscribe, review. It's all about me and a guest sharing our top five of some category. And 
our latest episode that came out today is episode 16, the top five best friends episodes. And I'll let you know that it is, it's super fun to have guests on and, uh, and to talk to them and share a little bit about what uh, their favorite things are, what my favorite things are to compare if any of it has is in common. And I'm excited to be a guest now on this podcast that I bullied my way into. <laughs> Definitely. Totally not oh, true. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> not true. But when I saw that you two had this podcast, I was like, first of all, Price Sisters. I know that's not your last name anymore, but Price Sisters. I have to start listening. It, it works. I love it's I good. love the Price. I love every single Price there is. I love all of them. Um, I love um, I love Greenfields and Ellen Bosses. Um, I love all all of the prices, every single one. There's many of them I have not met, but that's okay because I still love them all. Um, yes. I love a Bev Price Chicken Square friends. Oh yeah, those things are exactly those things are banging, and I miss them. I love playing dominoes with the Price family. I love when the Price sisters yes. sing. It's just, I'm, I'm all about the prices. And so when this podcast appeared, <laughs> I thought, well, number one, I'm listening. And number two, I will figure out a way to get on this podcast. <laughs> and you did. And I'm the first oh guest. Take that, Hannah Greenfield. Take that. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, Hannah, listen word. to Lost we in Lists. To... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hannah, shout out to you. We told them you are a faithful listener. That's yes. awesome. That you that you you gave us our first fan mail, which is just so. Oh, awesome. that's so anyway. wonderful. <laughs> yes, and yeah. she even made yeah. us little bookmarks. It was adorable. Wow. And that's so cute. I yeah. love it. I... Yeah. Do you think Hannah yeah. might be able to make yeah. me a bookmark if she starts listening to Lost in Lists? Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe she'll well, make you maybe she'll make you a shopping list or something. Oh, like a some kind of, you know, it, it, you know. Yes. Cuz ours had to do with books. I've I've So yours needs to I've bullied myself on this podcast and now I'm demanding somebody to make me something. This is going very well. <laughs> very very well. You need fan mail. <laughs> I do need more fan mail. Well, if you're looking, Hannah is the one to ask. Oh so good. There good. You go. oh, she is my favorite Greenfield. I'm just going to say right now. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know what so I'm saying. Good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it should be said. We're doing a nighttime record again. And Dan has apparently just finished his mega large coffee, whatever. So um, It's a know, nice coffee that, from that maybe Panera. Um, can I share how I'm connected to you? It. I know uh, I've now I've just taken control. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, audience. Yeah, go for it. There are very few people in this world that can experience what Laura and I have experienced. And that is when Laura and I were in college, we were on a traveling drama team. That's how Laura and I became friends. And uh, Lori and Laura, my wife and Laura, uh, used to live in the same dorm. So that's how they started becoming friends, like at the very beginning of their freshman year. Well, Laura and I were on this traveling drama team and we spent some time weekends during the school year. Uh, during spring break, we went to Cleveland. <laughs> Because that's what you do on spring break. And during the summer, <laughs> yes. we yes. toured the northeast part of the United States, and we we ministered in churches to 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 the congregation, doing these uh, sketches with a spiritual uh, theme and tone and message to them. And you know, interesting parts of this is that we ended up staying in people's houses as well. So you minister to them in their houses. And let me just tell you, when you travel in a van with five other people. 
for eight weeks during the summer. You have so many stories and so many memories. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are horrifying. We've stayed in the most amazing homes. We've stayed in the most frightening homes. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that really, yes. honestly, like we should be writing books about them because they're absolutely hilarious. Although, sadly, because it's you know nearly twenty years old, it's 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 fading from my memory. Yeah. But all that to say that that's how Laura and I. So like you know you spend a, eight weeks in a van with someone, you get to know them really really well, and then. Because thankfully, Laura yeah. and I get along great and still remain friends. Uh, I then, of course, like I praised the prices already, got to meet Becky and uh, and get to know her and her family. And uh, I uh, that's that's and that's Dan, the connection. You made it so easy for us by marrying one right. of my best Right, like that worked out very so well. That I could keep it all. That made it easy for me. Thank you for Laura doing was in our wedding. Laura was in our <laughs> wedding, so that's a cool, fun thing too. Uh, so I, I have much love here for, uh, for all things you ladies. So uh, that's how we're connected. I just wanted to share that. Aw, very sweet. Yes. And we used to have them over for Christmas at least like one time during the Christmas yes. holiday yeah. yes. when I still lived in Michigan and it was just so much fun. And, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. I remember a large pizza at one point. Oh night. dear. Like, oh, large do you remember was that? an understatement. That's that's an understatement. It was the, we had we had trouble getting it through the door. That was an understatement. Yes. I don't know where we got that thing from, but like oh my goodness, it was I massive. I don't know. It was huge, but I somewhere buried i have a picture of us with that pizza oh my goodness i, I remember that yeah. picture that's fantastic yeah. so can, i'm going to tell a story that's now going to connect us to to our topic for today okay because okay, you brought up it. christmas and i'll tell you so i like i said i'm a middle school teacher by trait and so you know when you're a teacher you don't get the opportunity to read a lot during the school year because you're constantly grading and preparing and it's it's a lot of other work and so when when christmas time would come around that would be the time where i would like to get to sit down with books and read books that i wanted to read and i don't yeah. remember how i found out about the hunger games i don't remember all i know is that I downloaded it on my phone and I started reading it and I couldn't stop. I could not stop reading the hunger games and I downloaded yeah. maybe at the day before we were going to go see your family. And so, you know, hmm. Laura and Becky's family lived about an hour away from where Lori's family was. My wife's family was Kalamazoo to, to Caledonia, Michigan. And I, oh, Cherry Valley. I love that house. Anyway, that's a whole other point. I oh, would, so um, I, I started reading the book like maybe the day before or maybe it was the day off. I don't even remember, but I got up to your house and we were there and we greeted each other. We had a really good time. And I was like, have you read Hunger Games? And Laura, you had said <laughs> that you had and that you had even read Catching Fire. And so this is this was way before the movies came out. In fact, I, I think Mockingjay either was going to come out in a few months or or it just barely came out. I'm not quite sure exactly. But um. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so like I was like, oh my goodness. So we were playing dominoes or something like that. And during a break, I went to the bathroom and I took my phone and I started reading at your at, oh, your, no. at your house in the bathroom. Okay. Oh no. I might have been in the awesome. bathroom for like a solid 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm seeing my friends. That's great. That's wonderful. But oh my gosh, I need to know what's going on with Katniss Everdeen. So I. I'm like reading in the bathroom oh, and I come out of the bathroom and Lori says, you're reading Hunger Games, weren't you? I said, yes, I, I said, yes, I was. I cannot lie. I'm very, very sorry. We are visiting our friends and you've decided to take time in the bathroom to read the Hunger Games. These people that you see maybe once or twice a year. 
and I felt ultimate <laughs> shame, but she was completely correct. And so um, I thought to myself, okay, like that memory is so vivid in my brain. I might, I, I think I might even have been on like chapter 23 or 24, like towards the end of the book. And I was like, I need to finish this book. Um, and so then I thought, okay, podcast. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes came out. Oh my goodness. I'm oh going to word. make, I'm going to manifest this and make this happen. And I, I'll tell you, my friends, like, <laughs> I thought that my Hunger Games love was like, okay, we're done. It's Mockingjay. We're done. And then I saw that this book was going to come out. And part of me was like, okay, I don't know if I necessarily want to jump into it right away. Yes, I'll read it at some point. I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't know. And then time passed by. And then all of a sudden we're in the middle of COVID and I see that it's available and at that moment, I was like, yep, done. I don't care anything else that's happening. I will be reading this book immediately. And like clicked one click by and it was at my doorstep the next day. Yeah. I, and I have to say, Ben. So for those of you who don't know Ben, Ben reads maybe a book a year because he just doesn't have a lot of time. OK, he doesn't have a lot of time. And Not my son, your husband. Let's night, just clarify. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. My husband, not your son. Um, but yeah, when he sits down son. to read, Impressive. that would be amazing. Wow. He's 17 months and he's read two read books. this book. <laughs> but, but when he sits down to read at night, he's tired, so he doesn't get very far. Yeah. So it's like he, he just has, and his eyes are tired because he works at a computer a lot of the time. So he just has trouble reading. So he, he reads maybe a book a year. Yeah. So it tells you something. Ben went out and bought this book, like pretty much right when it was out. So, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how these books are. Like they just, uh, you know, they're just the kind of thing that you really, you you just read it so fast. Like they're just so, you have to know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Man. What it's worth. Now, spoiler, that actually was not true for me, but maybe we'll get to that point. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. As she was talking, I was like, I wonder if my rating is going to be totally different than these guys. But okay, we can talk about well, that it, later. It should be, well, it should be said, he didn't actually finish it, but he went out and got oh. it because he loved the hunger okay. game so okay. much. Okay. So it's a te- it's it's a testament to the to gotcha. that the, the, the brand, you know, papers. like that oh. <laughs> he, again, I mean, he read Hunger Games in a different era in his yeah. life. Let's put it that yeah, way. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, we're coming up on forty at this point, folks. Oh, the big four zero. Too old to stamp and read. Too old. Too old. Anywho, so Beck, did you want to talk about some of the stuff that we've uh, got going on here? So, in honor of the Hunger Games, we decided to forego the dessert this week. We I'm starving. Standing, standing in solidarity, <laughs> right, guys? Makes <laughs> sense. Right. Three fingers to the air, baby. Three fingers to the air. Yes, but of course, do, we still do, have do, our coffee. Do. So, Dan, you said that you were drinking. What was it? An iced coffee from Panera? Listen. Is that like a regular? Here, it has been the last month. Gosh, I'm sorry. I know we're going to talk about this book, but I've got one million stories. My <laughs> wife my wife does things. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, you did this. Okay. So she comes home one day and she goes, we get free coffee from Panera. And I said, 
okay, magic lady, how did you do that? And apparently there was this like time period where you could sign up for free coffee from Panera for like a couple of months. But I think that like in maybe in a month or two, it's going to start charging us. I don't really know. But I'll tell you this, that there's a Panera on my way to work and they can charge me anything. I don't even care anymore because if I'm driving by, I will get out of my car and I will go in and I will get a free coffee. So understand, friends, Union Grove, Wisconsin is... um. A good solid 20 minutes from like a Starbucks or like a Walmart or something like that. You know, we've got McDonald's in our town and a Dairy Queen. So to go to um, to go to town, it's it's a little bit of a trip. And with that being said, we will make the effort just to go to get coffee. Now, I'll use my Keurig in the morning. Nice. But like tonight we did our Walmart grocery pickup because, again, I'm 90. And on the way... <laughs> On the way, I was like, well, I'm getting Panera coffee. And so I walk in and uh, truth be told, Lori also signed up her mom. <laughs> and so she, so I go in and I say, I have two accounts. I have this account and this account. And I end up getting a coffee for her for tomorrow. Anyway, this was a long story to say that I had a very large iced coffee and I can run a marathon right now. So watch out, friends. Oh my gosh! Oh my word! Hilarious! <laughs> All right, so Laura, nice. what's your um, what's your coffee of choice lately? Well, nor I mean, my coffee of choice is still you know, Pete's cold press, all that, blah blah blah. But what I wanted to say was, Dan, in honor of this podcast, I went out to Duncan and I I got a nice yes. coffee with. The you know unsweetened like mm-hmm, flavor stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you're talking uh, my language. So just literally at like five o'clock tonight, so that I could oh, try wow. it, so that I would know if it was good. And I have to say, it it was not. Yay. Really wasn't. What flavor did you get? I well, I got so I got like the iced mm-hmm. you know coffee. Yeah, and it I had them add the um, toasted yes banging okay. flavor. <laughs> yes, and I really actually did like it. I do normally take my coffee with just like a little bit of sweetener, so it wasn't quite like yeah. as sweet as what I would normally want. Right, but I don't. It, it was not. It really wasn't bad. I had them add a little bit of cream, and it. You, I gotta admit, it was not yeah. bad. Hmm. It was not and bad, that's yeah. the unsweetener, which doesn't really have okay. calories. Right. So that is a really nice option if you're like yeah. really trying to like behave with your coffee. Right. So. Props, I for sure. I do have to ask though: Does that change anything? <laughs> I would say it does. It doesn't for me because, like, for me, that's not normally ha- like I I drink my coffee a little sweeter than that. Okay, but so I would so I would need to add, like, if I was normally gonna order that, I would get it, but then I'd still be adding some kind of sweetener, which kind of ruins the whole point. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of you know. It's really wrecking the whole thing there. The but, uh, you know. <laughs> but it, but I, I I still enjoyed it. I would just add a little something extra. Okay. That's, yeah. That's how I roll. I add a little something extra. And by extra, she means liqueur. <laughs> liqueur. A liqueur. No. That's a um, joke, Hannah. So, okay. <laughs> do, do not tell my mother that I was drinking She's Um, one of our five listeners. Oh yes! I love you, Mama Price. Totally busted. (laughs) And you too, Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Yes, 
mom is going to call us and be like, okay, when do I get to be there, on the yes. show? Because perfect, you're, you're having Dan. Perfect. If you're inviting Dan in, then I need to be on the show so that I can talk to Dan. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's dive in, shall we? Um, so I'm going to give a little brief synopsis just for those of you who may not know the Hunger Games or whatever rock you've been living under. So um, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a prequel to Suzanne Collins's very popular Hunger Games trilogy. So the trilogy was set in a dystopian future in which the United States had engaged in many years of back and forth civil war. And it ended with an elite group of people in one area called the Capitol. And then there was like these surf-like people who provided the Capitol with all the things necessary to life while they basically starved and suffered under these rulers at the Capitol. So every year, the Capitol demands that each district of Panem send one boy and one girl to the Capitol to fight to the death in an arena. And the leader of the capital, and therefore of all Panem, was a man named Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Snow. Cori- Cori- just and, say and it, here's, Laura. Here's just where say we it. Gotta just take a pause. We got to take a pause here. Is there an anus here? Is that what's happening? Well, yes. I don't. I don't know how to say this. Name. I think it's. I think it's Coriolanus, <laughs> kind of like the like the. Listen, Seriously? we had this conversation, Seriously? audience. That I, I'm very upset that Suzanne Collins decided to name two of the main characters in this book Coriolanus and Sejanus. Like, I don't know why Anus has to be in both of the names of two of the most popular characters. There, I've said my piece. I mean, one was, one was kind of enough, really, honestly. <laughs> But two is really pushing it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I don't know how to say this name. So from here on out, just expect me to call We're it just snow. saying snow. I yes. agree. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so we first meet him, of course, in the trilogy. But this prequel features him as a teenager who is the main character. And we see everything through his eyes. So the story begins just prior to the 10th annual Hunger Games, which is what the arena fight is called. And the book follows the beginning of Snow's career in school and um, in his interaction with one of the young women chosen to fight in the Hunger Games. And basically, his choices in what he considers service to his country demand more and more of him as a person. Um, So that's kind of just a basic synopsis for those who may not know the the trilogy but um so this this character of president snow in the hunger games was basically like a symbol of the capital and all that was evil in it um so do you feel that the character snow dan do you feel that the character snow in this book shows that progression like from a from a like a poor capital Mm -hmm. boy to who we know, and yeah, know from from the earlier books. Do you think you, do you can you really? So do that? Do first of all, one thing. So I'm not a math teacher. I'm an English teacher. But one thing that kind of that I realized is okay. This was the tenth Hunger Games, and the first Hunger Games in in the book, the Hunger Games that we read, uh, is is number seventy four. Okay, so there's a there's a sixty four year difference between this book and 
the Hunger Games that we know. And I'm guessing, like, let's say we're gonna put we're gonna put Snow at like 16 years old. That means we put him at 80 years old in in the in the trilogy. And I, I don't know. I never thought of him as like 80 years old in that trilogy. So uh, there's a little bit of me that was like, okay, is the math off? I don't know. I, again, this is just my brain, but. All that to say that we hate Snow so much in the trilogy. We hate him. And I've always had a tough time, like, getting into a book or something that is going to take the character that we hate and and normalize him. So already when I started this book, I was like, all right, I don't, I'm having a tough time wrapping my head around being on the side of the protagonist who I I don't really like to begin with. So, all right, Suzanne, how are you going to, how are you going to help me do that? And truth be told, and this will come up in, in, in something I'm going to talk about in a little bit that I like, I don't really care for snow as a character, as a protagonist. I don't really want to follow him. Um, not even just because of who he becomes, but like the way that she writes him, I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. And so I think that she makes a very big jump, literally friends. And like the last two chapters, like, I, yes. I think, I yeah. think Snow is very yeah. milk toast, lukewarm. Um, I, Becky, do you have the jacket inside jacket cover that you could read? Yeah, yeah. Can you read that for me? I do. Yeah. Uh, it's the morning of the reaping that will kick off the tenth annual Hunger Games in the capital. Eighteen-year-old Coriolanus. <laughs> Snow. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't put like a Coriol anus right you just have to like (laughs) snow 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 is preparing for his one shot at glory (laughs) sorry as a mentor in the game i love it the the once mighty house of snow has fallen on hard times its fate hanging on the slender chance that snow will be able to out charm outwit out maneuver his fellow students to mentor the winning tribute the odds are against him he's been given the humiliating assignment of mentoring the female tribute from district 12 the lowest of the low their fates are now completely intertwined every choice snow makes can lead to favor or failure triumph or ruin inside the arena it will be a fight to the death outside the arena snow starts to feel for his doomed tribute and must weigh his need to follow the rules against his desire to survive no matter what it takes. Okay, so thank you for reading that, Becky. I appreciate that. So I I don't get the impression that he is that smart enough to outwit. I don't get the impression that he is that smart enough to outmaneuver. I don't know. The way that she writes him doesn't make me think that. And, and I think there's something else maybe on the back jacket cover or something that talks about his ambition. And at least she... In my opinion, Collins doesn't set it up so well for me to feel like he's power hungry and feel like he needs to do that. It's it, it's very clear that he wants to get into university um, and, and that the Hunger Games do matter to him. But, um, you know, when I when I automatically start with not necessarily loving the character and then I don't feel yeah. like he <laughs> like yeah. like I said, I feel like he's boring. Um, yes. That was. That was hard for me. So I think that the jump from that to being horrible, horrible snow in the last two chapters is like a Michael Jordan leap up in the air. I don't necessarily buy it. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. You totally took the words out of my mouth because I was thinking the whole time he, he, he was boring. He wasn't 
Like, mm-hmm. you weren't rooting for him at all. And I think that that's where uh, Lucy Gray yes. came in a little yep. bit. Because you did want her oh. to win. And you did, you know, like her character yeah. more. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, him to be the one that the whole focus was on, it's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, I really struggled getting into yeah. this book, actually, in the beginning. I was like, uh, yeah. I just could care less, I guess, mm-hmm. about his character. Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem yeah. evil enough. He yes. He didn't seem nearly yeah. evil enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, and I think that's what she was going for. She was trying to show that progression, but I'm just not sure there was no. a, the arc to it the way that she wanted it to be. I think like it was... There, that there wasn't, you know, it wasn't and... like, oh, you saw him slowly building into this person that we later know him to be. Yeah. Well, it was like, okay, he's pretty selfish oh now he's a murderer yeah so i mean one of my favorite moments of that whole book is when he sneaks the handkerchief into the snake cage okay that was Mm. that was i liked that moment but what i didn't like about it is again it was played off very much and uh, you know i'll talk about this later with the end of the book it was played off very much of like i did it without even thinking about doing it it just happened and I and I want to be like, yeah. I don't think that that's how crazy people start. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just did it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think that there's a little bit more premeditation in there. So, you know, I, I, I thought that was an interesting part, but I was like, I don't know if that's a good connection piece to make him become the awful character that he is. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about um, Lucy Gray and Snow and their relationship? Is that me again? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that she that she was kind of using him or did you think that she really had feelings for him? And where do you like how did their relationship change? Okay. So <clears throat> I I really do like Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray is 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 one of the yeah. highlights of the book for me. I, I like how how she yes. wrote it, and I don't know if like that just means I'm just throwing this out here. If Collins is a better writer of a female character and a female protagonist, I don't I don't know I don't know. But I I I hmm. bought that character, or at least I liked that character a little bit more than a lot of the other characters in the story. And so I was thinking about this today as I you know was like, all right, so what you know what is real? What's going on? And 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 in the book, I think at first I was you know you only know so much. I'm gonna say seventy thirty. Seventy, she is being very wise and manipulative. Thirty percent, she likes him. You know, um, okay. And you know, at the hmm. end of that first section of the book, you know, you always get that cliffhanger. What's going to make you get into that second section? Um, the cliffhanger was something like, uh, I think she says like, now I need you to believe in me that I'm going to win, you know? Um, and so I, 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 I liked Lucy Gray. I think that their, their relationship, um, you know, I I guess because we're from Snow's perspective, we think that he, you know, we get the, I think that we get the impression that he likes her more than she necessarily likes him, but the way that it's written, I don't know if that's necessarily clear. Anyway, all that to say that by the time I got to the end of the book, I was like, okay, Lucy Gray is, is pretty wily. She's pretty smart. She's very charismatic. So I'm going to, I'm going to go 70, 30 when it comes to it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. What, yeah. did, what because, did you think, Laura? Well, I'm sorry. Now I'm just butting in again because no, I, I don't ahead. think that I don't no, think yeah, that as an individual. Uh, okay, no, I shouldn't say that. 
maybe if you're not a psychotic individual, I just don't think as an individual that if you're in that situation and that's what's going on. And I mean, granted, we're going to an extreme extent. There has to be some sort of affection there. Do you know what I mean? Like never anywhere, anywhere, except for the last two chapters of the book, do you get the impression that there's any problem in between them? And so you've got to think to yourself, okay, she has some feelings towards him. I don't know what they are or how much, but Mm -hmm. she's got some. There, done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I would say, you know, when as I was reading it, I actually felt like I I sort of just took it for granted that she did have some feelings for Mm -hmm. him. Um, And I and and it took me a while to sort of see the wily side of her Mm -hmm. more and to start to realize, like, okay, she's she was definitely hedging her bets. But at the same time, what other choice did she mm-hmm. have? So how much of that was just her personality and how much of it was just doing what had to be done to survive? Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, I, yeah. I. But I kind of feel like I, I don't it was know. a little bit more than that just because it continued after the games. Mm-hmm. Like. Right. You know. Right. But, you know. And she did agree to run away with them. Right. Right. And she she talked about it, you know, I don't know if there's going to be anything up north. It could just be you mm-hmm. and me. Uh-huh. And if she honestly believed that, which I don't know that she did, but maybe she did. Mm. Um, you know, what what does that say? She was willing to run away with this guy. Right. And, you know, really kind of throw all of her hopes on the two of them. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. So, yeah, it's, yeah. okay. So now I'm, I'm trying. Okay. I'm going to tell you how I read this book really quickly. Okay. I devoured okay. the first maybe like eight chapters. Okay. Like devour them. Hmm. Cause I was like, okay, I want to know where this is going. Okay? okay. And then, then I slowed down. Like it was like, oh my gosh, we were taking too long to get to these freaking hunger games. Come on now. <laughs> then when yes. they got into the hunger <laughs> yes. games, I was like, yes, we're going, we're going, we're going. All right. Hunger games. Woo, woo, woo. Spoiler alert. Lucy gray wins. Yay. Okay. And then it was like, now he's a peacekeeper. <laughs> and the last seven chapters of the book, took me forever (laughs) literally laura when i talked to you like three or four days ago i finished just the day before because i was like i can't i can't get to the end of this book and i'll tell you what in a little bit i'll tell you the one reason that i i kept reading the book i'll tell you that in a little bit but like i don't even now remember because i wanted to just finish it like so they run away together snow goes crazy in his head at the last like chapter or two but like why does she, right. maybe you can help me remember this. Like why she says that she just wants to run away. Snow at one point is like, no, she's trapped, trapping me. She's manipulating me. But why would she trap him and manipulate him? Like, can you explain that to me? Cause I can't, I legitimately can't remember the reason. Well, he had mentioned something about, they had had a little joke and he said something about how he had killed three people that summer. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Part? Yes. And then, yes. Yeah. And, and the third was going to be, who was the third person? Yeah. And he kind of tried to play it off. So I think that that's where it really started in my mind. That's what I assumed. So started the whole process. Did he think like, okay, the third person he was thinking of again, whatever spoiler was, was, was Sejanus, but like, yes. But yeah. was he also thinking that it was going to be her? Do you know what I mean? Like the third one was going to be her? I don't think so. Okay. I think he, I think he thought Sejanus. Okay. And that's what I, that's kind of how I assumed. That's how I okay. read it. Yeah. I read so it then as, why would she, yeah. he was thinking why, of Sejanus, but she was thinking, you know, 
yeah. Maybe she was thinking it was her. Maybe she, I never even thought of that, but I maybe didn't she either. was thinking. Right. And so, yes. Right. Her? And so then, and, and is that why she runs like all of a sudden she disappears out of the cabin? I don't know. They went crazy at the end of the book. And I was like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I know. I took it as... assumed that she thought that it was to Janus. Right, but then so, why would he think that she's trying to do something bad? Do you know what I mean? Like, why would he then be like, yeah. I gotta go kill her? Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. And maybe that's, because that's, know, that that's was... at the only moment where I'm like, okay, yep, now this makes sense. He is a crazy, crazy psychotic guy that will run Pan Am one day uh, and run the Capitol one mm-hmm. day, but it took me four pages for Suzanne to all of a sudden do that, you know? Right, yeah. right. No, I agree. I, I, That was my feelings on the ending. I felt like it, it, when you have like literally one or two pages to to turn somebody from like mm-hmm. yeah. you know selfish to a murderer, you, you know, gotta start it, it early. Just, it didn't feel yeah yeah yeah. It didn't it didn't feel real to me. Gotta it felt start like it early. <laughs> like why would his brain make that yep. leap? Like yeah. why would he go and people from, do crazy you know, things like that. Like I that's find her like that's people to, do act out in that sort oh, of way. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. I you, you know imaginations can run wild, but that all of a sudden it happens like. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I just, it, it, it wasn't quite adding up for me. Yeah. I Personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, and, and I, and I never even thought about the possibility that she thought that he was going to kill her. Yeah, I just I thought didn't either. that maybe she, I, my thinking was that uh, as I was reading it was that she couldn't figure out who the third mm-hmm. one was. And when she figured out that, I thought she figured out it was Sejanus. Yeah. And or Sejanus or however you say it. And that <laughs> she was she couldn't trust him any longer because she couldn't have imagined that he would do that to his yeah. best friend yeah. or this guy that was supposed to be yeah. his best friend. And so I I thought she thought, okay, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. Like if you would do that to your best yeah. friend, right. who are you? But and really, why would she even have about... leaped to that? trusting like trust was more important than love or something like that she yep. they alluded to that yeah so, okay you know i guess it's yeah it's it is a big leap but i yeah i think she but how would to she have even known here and there but i yeah i totally agree how would lucy have known though that he had killed sejanus like how how would that even have been a possibility Maybe because she would the, she didn't know that the only one that died that they actually knew right. i don't know right because <laughs> i don't think a normal person's brain would go to wait our friend that got hanged would you be behind that yeah like i right. knew you had something what? to do with it i mean it doesn't even make sense right so I, yeah i don't know right. uh, yeah <laughs> okay so basically i think we're all saying None of us bought Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, was she all of a sudden like, now I need to make sure I make him ambitious. Okay. He goes on a crazy rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) I've written 500 pages and I've got. That book was was 300 pages too long. So tired of this book. I gotta finish it. 300 pages too long. 
Can I? I'm sorry. She had that many Listen, pages to make him psycho, and she chose the last And four. here's the thing. I, I have to go off the rails again. I'm sorry. Here's a couple things about it. Number one, there are so many dang lyrics. I'm sick of reading all of these lyrics. And some of them mean something, and some of yes! them mean something else. I don't get it. And then, several times in the book, this drove me nuts. Can we... Can we just have, like, a name that isn't ridiculous? Like, I know we've talked about the anuses already, okay? But, like, there's so many weird names. And I get yes. it. It's the future. It's the capital. They're odd. I get it. But at one, like, three times in the book, you see the roster of the names of the... Of the of the of the tributes, oh, and then you word. see the roster of the names of the of the of the students that are yes. like their sponsors. And I literally think that she was yes. like, "I'm gonna roll the boggle dice and see what letters pop up, and that's the name." Remember, <laughs> is the name of this next character. Like, come on! It was ex- oh, it was exhausting. Oh, it was exhausting. It was. <laughs> Oh, my heart rate is up about it right now. That actually might be the caffeine That's the from coffee the coffee. Talking, yeah. baby. Thanks, Panera. Do you know what I mean? Am I crazy? Yes, clearly it's Panera's fault. One, I think. Yeah, wasn't there a one of the tributes names is I O I O. She just took two vowels and put them next to each other. I don't know if it was a tribute or if it was a sponsor. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I apologize if I am absolutely being so loud. I'm trying to pull back from the mic. Okay. Oh my word. Okay. So (laughs) hilarious. So. Oh gosh. (laughs) I owe. I owe. That's all it is. Um, (laughs) So, okay. So, what do you guys think happened to Lucy? Like what? Like, do you think she spaceships? I don't know. She could have done anything in the last page of that book. Who knows? (laughs) UFOs all of a sudden happen. (laughs) Seriously, though, (laughs) it could have been anything. She dug her own grave and got in. I don't know. I'm so upset right now. She probably she she probably pulled a Robin Hood and used a reed in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hood and Little John. Put down the lyrics. Oh, write, them. write them. Write them. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I truly, I truly don't know. There's part of me that's like, I mean, at one point, doesn't he just spray bullets? Did I read that correctly? Oh. Yes, like, I don't even know. Like, he's just shooting yeah. metal oh, yeah. into the brush. Yes, he shot all in a circle so that he... It, yeah. <laughs> he could... I just have this mental image and it makes me giggle. Say it out loud. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it's just ridiculous. It really is <laughs> Pretty psychotic. <laughs> I'm just gonna I don't think circle. he took a Xanax that day. <laughs> Here's the... Okay, so I'm going to backtrack just a second as well. Here's another reason why I don't believe oh, Lucy Lord. Gray is, is in love with him. You know what I mean? Because oh, here's the thing. Hmm. Put yourselves in their shoes. I can't believe that I'm saying this. Put yourselves in their shoes, okay? 
If you're running away from the <laughs> from bitch. the government, okay? For your fear of whatever. Do you think that you're going to say, oh, I just want to stop and look at the lake one more time? No! Mm. You're going to get out of there. So there's a little bit of me that's like, okay, so there it is, a little manipulative probably of her. Um... But like, yeah. like we've already said, audience, we don't, we don't know what happened at the end of this book because <laughs> people be crazy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm like, um, you're, you're stopping yeah. at the lake yeah. while you're running for your life. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun Unless one. she just have, had that planned all along. And she really but why? wanted to get rid of him somehow. Was she I was she luring know. him out there to kill him? Was that her goal? I don't... It, it didn't make sense. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, okay. Here's something that I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. But I heard that they started um, the movie production of this before the book was written. Oh, Dan, no. do you know anything about no, that? No. Is that true? I have no idea. And I am wholeheartedly okay. against it but maybe for it i know because if it helps more with quarantine and covid then i am uh, fine with <laughs> watching crazy <laughs> things that they're gonna put out <laughs> crazy things just go with it just put out some junk just you know Ooh, let's let me it's put something. this question forward if you could play any character from this book who would you want to be in the movie version oh i want to be dean highbottom because i like the name highbottom <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want to be. Just kidding. I want to be uh, Doctor yeah, Gall. Yeah, you'd be a really good Dr. for Gull. sure. She's that would be she's crazy fun, all the way through. Yeah, that would be. A she's fun crazy character. all the way through. I mean, come on, she's nuts. She mm-hmm. is nuts. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and she just and and, and she writes it all the way through. It's yeah, a steady. That is true. Nuts. Yeah. crazy town yeah. all the way. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I would definitely be Becky. Who do you want to be? You know, Doctor Gall. Who was the chick that um, got lied about the uh, the project report and she got bitten by the snake? Is that Clementia? What was her name? Chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so loved that she just named all the characters after STDs. I had to. (laughs) I had to do it. I'm sorry, but does that name not totally just sound like an yeah, STD? Yeah, it does. <laughs> what are, what is going on with the I've name? I've contracted I the Clementia. I STD girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, it should be stated the real name is Clementia, yeah. but seriously. Wait. It sounds like dementia. Can I tell you, I don't even remember. Is Dean Highbottom a man or a woman? I don't even know anymore. Oh, a man. Oh, good. Yes, yeah. then I want to be him. Sorry. For a second, I was like, I don't, I don't remember. I truly do not remember. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my gosh. Dean Highbottom. Yeah. And you want to be Clementia? <laughs> so maybe Where do you want to be Clementia? Becky wants to be the snake girl. Oh, my word. The snake girl. Okay. I like it. Just because she's mad through most of it, yeah. and it would be kind of fun to be mad. That's through a true. Whole character. That's true. Yeah, she's pretty grumpy and <laughs> angry, and mad to be mad to have scales, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, frankly, if you think about it, is I mean, I hate fair. having dry skin. <laughs> so. I would hate to have scales. So. <laughs> 
That's why well, you, have, some... you could pass it off as just eczema. Make sure you moisturize people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so stinking old. And we are off the rails again. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Dan, what made you keep reading the book? <clears throat> so, like I said, I slogged through it, but there was one little detail that kept me going. And I was like, please, okay. please, please make sure that you address this. Because if she didn't address this, I, I probably would have thrown the book, like closed it and thrown it. <laughs> it stated very early on in the very first Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. That nobody in District 12 has ever won the Hunger Games. So when I was reading the book at first, I thought to myself, okay, well, Lucy Gray cannot win. It's not going to happen. She has to die according to the huh. rules of the Hunger Games. Okay. Huh. So then, okay. so then she wins. Yay. Okay. And uh-huh. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, that's a big error. That's a big, big error. She can't leave that alone. And it doesn't get addressed, honestly, if I remember correctly, to like the second or third to the last page of the book. Because I don't remember if it was the epilogue or the last page, but all of a sudden they say they bring up different things about how they're going to make the Hunger Games more interesting to to the districts. And so they talk about building the villages and they talk about... um. They talk about, like, the different districts will get some money that year or get some food that year. Like, it will be worth it for the districts. And I I think that that is one interesting thing that I will make positive about the book is that the way the Hunger Games first started as the 10th Hunger Games and how it was accepted. You know, it's interesting. It's like they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how to make it more interesting. Uh, Snow came up with ways to make it more interesting. But I don't think that they were super sadistic sort of ways until you get to, you know, the end. Yeah. And then finally, at the very end of the book, they said, or I think it was Dr. Gall said, this is going to be erased from the history. There will be one tape of it left it will be put in the archives over time i mean granted again it's 64 years so i made that math mistake i didn't i didn't realize he was 18 so when snow's 82 64 years nobody will remember what happened and i was like Mm. okay i can accept that i can take that yeah that nobody knew that there was a winner from district 12 because it turned into be such a hot mess of a nightmare and so then i was like okay, this book is a hot mess of a nightmare, so therefore I should forget (laughs) it, and I should forget that Lucy Gray won the 10th annual Hunger Games. That makes sense to me. And that's that's what kept me going, because I was like, you can't, I know that you're not that dumb to leave that glaring of a hole. I know that there's a fandom of people that know that something Mm -hmm. has to take place, and so that made sense to me, and I could handle that. Hmm. Well, I I honestly didn't even remember that damn oh, really? that had happened. But now that you I say didn't either. it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I do remember right. because she talked about the winner's row of houses. Nobody's lived in them. They've been empty forever. And I was like, okay, so yeah. Lucy Gray can't win. Yeah. You just made her yeah. win. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. But now I am remembering. Yeah. Nobody from 12 had ever won. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't originally notice that. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting that she did kind of in the very end kind of make it. But are, but are we supposed to think then that like everything from the 10th Hunger Games 
down to the first Hunger Game, they did they erase all of those? Or well, are we supposed yeah. to think that just that particular <clears throat> one doctor, got lost? Didn't Dr. Gall or uh, that, what is her name? Yeah, Isn't Dr. That Gall. Dr. Gall. Didn't she yeah. say that they completely erased them so no one can see them anymore? Or something so like all that. Of the, but what's interesting. All of the Hunger Games up to that point? No, I think it was just the 10th one. I think it was only the 10th like, one. Uh, yeah. Because in the trilogy, somebody noticed? in the trilogy, they talk about how they used to watch all the videos of the Hunger Games and the highlight reels and things like that. So yeah. they exist yeah. out there. But I, I, don't you think people would have noticed that, like, there's one year game missing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're you're like going through the archives and you're like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen. What? I don't. It doesn't. I mean, I mean, I think if if they were that into like looking through the old games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess well, the thought it, is that nobody liked to watch the Hunger Games or nobody really cared. You know, I I, I don't I don't. Yeah. Again, we're putting logic to a very illogical, yeah. scary situation. But maybe they I, thought it was boring I, yeah. in the beginning, so they just kind of skipped the first couple years. I don't know. Or three hundred pages of maybe this they book. worked their way backward and never got that far. <laughs> Let's skip to year fifty. <laughs> skip a few. Skip a few. <laughs> skip a few, brother. I mean, um, it, it gets mentioned in Catching Fire. Oh gosh, the reason I know so much about Hunger Games, I'm just gonna say, is that I read it to my middle schoolers who love it. They still love it. They don't love Mockingjay, but they still love yeah. it. And I, I, I've read this book. I've read these books uh, uh, very many times. And so, um, you know, in Catching Fire, they yeah. make Katniss makes reference to the twenty fifth quarter, twenty fifth games, the first quarter quell. What the twist was of that one, and I don't remember what the twist was but all that to say that at least it goes back to 25 you know what i mean and who knows which hunger games yeah who knows which hunger games mags was in i wish mags made an appearance oh mags it wouldn't oh, make sense mags. but i'm just saying yeah. <laughs> oh no i totally understand that I, having been a middle school teacher obviously yep. so yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. um okay so we have a little something fun i'm so excited for today um <laughs> so, Dan is huge on games. For those of you who don't know him, he's huge on games. And probably one of the reasons why you love Hunger mm-hmm. Games so much. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, so, today, we, we literally are. He, he, he mentioned this before we started recording. And I was like, oh, you totally ruined it. Oh, no. We're going to play an, an old favorite of Dan and mine <gasps> from college. Today. Are we going to play it? A little game. We really are. <laughs> yes. Really oh, are. I love it. <laughs> a little name. I'm so happy. Yes, a little game. <laughs> that we called one memory go so in this case yes exactly <laughs> so in this case it's going to be one with a topic for discussion from the book so it's going to be one memory but it's going to be one topic or one something yeah. and we're just going to spout on it for a little bit okay okay so would you like to explain this game and how it kind of worked for our listeners just to give them a frame like the origin you know, of the framework, game and then yeah, like where it came I from. I don't know if it came while we were touring. I think it did come while we were touring on the road. I think it did. Uh, yeah, now yeah. that I think about it, it had to. And again, like if you're eight weeks with somebody, you like you can only talk about so much stuff. And I think that one of us came up <laughs> yeah. with this idea of like, let's share one memory of every grade of school that we were in. And so somebody would start and I, <laughs> I, I and we would share like everybody would share one memory from kindergarten, one memory from first grade. Now, I don't remember the origin of like pointing, <laughs> pointing at, no, I don't pointing either. at the person and go and say, First grade, one memory, go with so much force and yeah. and and vigor. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but like I don't, 
I don't either. Like, but I've played this. I've done this with other people. Lori will do this too. If I'm like, hey, Lori, let's play one memory. She'll be like, okay, one memory, go. And like, it has a lot of power <laughs> behind it. And almost, it's 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 off. Yes, you have to. It's off putting. It's like accusatory. Yeah, yeah, it's off putting. <laughs> yeah. And so you would share, you know, a memory from second grade, a memory from third grade. And, and then, you know, everybody would share their memory. And sometimes, some, and I've played this with other people who have like told long stories about something that happened in second grade. And you're like, okay, well. And you're like, no, that's, this went a different that's route. not in the spirit of one memory. This went a different route than what I expected. But thank you for sharing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one memory in our experience from what we started out with was just kind of like, yeah, like you, you point at what a person and just kind of, it, it's, it is almost scary when you're, mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, you know, come up with something. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Go. For sure. You know, like, and so, yeah. And then so you get those people that are like, really I don't remember that, third grade. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Just say something. I have a steel, I have a steel trap for a brain. That's the thing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, Becky, are you starting us off? You sure. Us off? Sure. Okay. So, so you got to tell who it's for. Oh, okay. And I, you know, just direct it at somebody. Okay. And say what your one thing. Okay. Whatever. Now I did. I am thinking kind of a a topic. Like, okay. Is that, yes. Okay. Like, yeah. So just yep. so you know where I'm, what I'm thinking. So it's like, yeah, it's like book related. Like it's related to the book. Yeah. But just something from the book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. Are you ready? <laughs> we are ready. Okay. All right. Dan, mm-hmm. the arena, go! I, I feel like that weird pole situation where they were, like, jousting up at the top of the poles. Like, I was trying to, like, fit envision that. And I was like, I don't know how that would work. How would they climb up that and then joust and fight each other? And I don't know. Like, that was that yes. was an image that I thought was kind of cool, but I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Laura, did, right. did um, you have one from the arena? I want to hear yours. Yeah, what's yours? Oh, okay. Well, you have to say one memory. Laura, one yeah. memory from the arena. Okay. Go. Laura, <laughs> one memory from the arena. Go. <laughs> oh, I'm so caught off guard. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, mine, um, Coriolanus and Sejanus racing for the barbed wire and the peacekeepers are just standing there doing nothing after they just said they had his back yes they just said it and he's like thanks a lot man they're like whatevs right you know like (laughs) the irony of the name i just oh my word yes yeah exactly (laughs) okay um okay becky yes one memory of Sejanus. Go. Uh, uh, when he was um, in the re- arena and he was putting the, wasn't it breadcrumbs onto yes. Marcus's body? It kind of made yes. me uh, um, think of Katniss when she put all those flowers around Rue when she that's died. that's good. Oh. That's good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that. So yes. sad. Anyway. Okay. That was mine. Okay. Dan, mm-hmm. here's where you get to do the topic that you've brought. Wait, I don't and get. I don't know if it's I don't formatted get this, well for one. Memory. I don't get the Sejanus <laughs> one. That's okay. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. 
Dan, one memory of the genius. Go. Okay, when he is plotting with one of the with with the who was he plotting with? Where they were drawing the like um Oh Billy. Yeah. Billy Yeah. Uh where they were drawing oh. the base on the ground. And I was like, ooh, Sejanus is getting a little manipulative. Oh. Awesome. Way to yes. go, buddy. That's <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when he totally like pr- didn't know what he what what uh Snow was talking about mm-hmm. with the money. He's like, and we won't have a, a penny between us. And yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked it. All right. So. All right. I got, no, this, this fits it. Okay. Okay. All right. So the protagonist of this book is boring and I don't care about him. So Becky. Oh, which no. <laughs> person would you rather have this book completely be about? One memory. Go. Would, would I rather have what? Sorry. The, oh, Becky, I felt like it was climactic and then it just died. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Basically, I, I, for, I, for, I formulated the question poorly. This is what I wanted to talk about, okay? There are many other characters in this book that I would rather follow. I would rather be the book, be this book about yeah. somebody else. I don't want it to be about Coriolanus. So, Becky, mm. who would you rather have the book <laughs> mostly be about? Okay. One okay. memory, go. Ugh, I would say um, someone <laughs> someone from the, the Covey, like oh. maybe the, the whole group, ah. you know, mm-hmm. like because they were much yeah. more interesting to me than mm-hmm. than the beginning of the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be my answer. I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, Laura, who would what you rather you, this Laura? book be about? One memory, go! Sejanus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Sejanus, too. I would too. rather hear it from him. Yes! Yeah. I wanted hmm. more information yeah. about District I know. 2. I wanted to know about all District of 2. That. Mm. Yes. I wanted to know why Ma had all that stuff on the on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. All her, all her little trinkets, uh-huh. you know, from District 2. Yeah, yes. I wanted to know more. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would want this book to be about this character. And this is so bad, I don't even remember the character's name. <laughs> but I I wanted more of her. It's, it's who is the girl that, like, he, that also lives with Grandma and, like, gets food yes. and like who is she i can't remember her yes. name why don't i remember it tigress are you tigress i wanted okay. more tigress i i wanted like tigress i would have loved to have more information about like how is this girl doing it i am so mm. intrigued by tigress because exactly i'm pretty sure she's the one it isn't she the one that helped like aided the uh like Katniss and the group of people when they in the Mockingjay, like she took them They're, in or something. Is that this? Is it? Remember the, the same, character? Is it the same one? Oh, but wait a second. Well, that was her name. That was, it her, was her name. name. Is it the yeah. same one? Sixty-four years uh, later. I oh, mean, we're gonna have how to go back and look at this. Tigresses could there be? I don't know. I don't and know. She had clearly That's had, fair. She had clearly had stuff done to her face. And yeah. I don't think like she. So she could have been old. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Is that really the same yeah. person? Oh, how did I, I not connect that? I didn't either, Dan. <laughs> Becky told me about Becky, that. Becky, you are a Hunger yeah. Games treasure. I would want to know more. <laughs> I would want to know more. Yeah. Yes. So, Laura, your favorite memory of Tigress, go. Okay, I love when she boils those potatoes. That's what I was all gonna night. say. Just oh, for this, 
yeah. just for the starch. Yep. And then she uses it the next day for potato soup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was I'm a like, genius. Oh my yep. gosh, that's so nasty, but okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just thought that was kind of hilarious, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was the same. I had the same one there, Laura. Nice. I like it. That must have been a good one. It stuck out to both of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, we actually have one more short game for you, oh Dan. My this is the best. Pod- <laughs> I know. This is the best podcast ever, next Get- to Lost in Lists. That you can find at all your major podcasting platforms. Okay. So the game is Smush. So, okay, you, for those of you who don't you, know Smush. Oh, Smush! You cut out on my end for a second there. Okay, Smush. You did. Oh, okay. <laughs> the game is Smush. So, for those of you who did not watch Cable in the 90s, <laughs> this is a really old, sad show in which people put together two things that have nothing to do with each other <laughs> by connecting the final word. So, for instance. Oh, I'm so happy. If I were to say, if I were to say to Dan, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> give me a weaponized bird used by the Capitol plus late night talk show host's most prominent feature, Dan would then say, Jabber J. Leno's chin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Thomas and trying to like get across a clue. Paul Thomas was this guy on our team. He was amazing. I love him. Get like trying to. I I gave a clue and he was like Christmas earwax and I was like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I could not remember what he it was had Christmas said, but earwax. I remember the people it. listening. The five people listening to this podcast are like these people are nuts. <laughs> I I knew you would remember for me, Dan. Okay, Thank I have you. to come up with a okay. smush. That's gonna take me time. So, I you don't have you don't necessarily have to come up oh. with them because I have. Oh, some. I'm but so excited! Yes, one, yes, yes. Let's play. Let me know if you think of one. Let I me know. swear, okay. if anus so, is instance, the end of one, one and the start of another one, I'm getting off this podcast now. <laughs> podcast over. Spoiler alert! It is not. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Um. So in that last one, Jabberjay is smushed in with Jay Leno's chin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Which is just wrong on so many levels. But that's He's the got game. A big chin. So <laughs> he does have a big chin. So, okay. So I have a couple. Becky, do you have any too? Or well, not really. No. That's okay. That's okay. Just a, just a few, just for funsies. Okay, okay, good. So, okay, the first one, and and whoever, I mean, you can you can either buzz in oh, or boy. take turns or oh, however I will you be want. Buzzing. However you want to do it. Buzzing. Okay. I'm already buzzing right. for this Panera so, coffee. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so maybe whoever thinks of it first, just say their name. Okay, so I know who's saying. It. Okay. Okay. Now I uh, have a male voice, so, and Becky has a female voice. So you know, <laughs> I will not be able to distinguish. <laughs> I'll have to try and not say Dan. Oh, I love it. I love the it. two I love it. buzzes. Okay. okay. All right. Coriolanus's family motto plus. 
children's song about pasta? Buzz. Dan. 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 Snow falls on. Snow always falls on top of Old Smokey. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Well done. I love it. Yes. I did. I I did like that. I will say. I did like that. That's how the book ended. I liked that last line. Mm, Yes. Yes. I know. So, okay, technically it's snow lands on top, but, uh, okay. well, you, know. you know, minor, minor, very minor. It took me five okay. months to read the book. Good whatever. work, Dan. Good work. Did you have it, Beck? Uh, I knew the snow lands on top, and I couldn't think of the the song. And for some reason, I was thinking of uh, uh, Meatballs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, spaghetti, exactly, yeah. Meatball. Yes, yes, and that's the only yeah, part I could think of, so... We also would have accepted Snowlands on top of Old Smokey. Okay. Right. Okay. Second. And just don't worry, there's only three. So I'm not going to do this forever. <laughs> okay. Area of Panem that Lucy is from, plus vintage courtroom drama buzz, movie buzz, star buzz, Henry buzz, Fonda. Buzz, Dan. Ah, Dan. What? District 12 Angry Men. Because I love 12 Angry yes, Men. 12 it's one of my favorite men. movies. I love it. Yes. I, I knew you would have that one right oh, away. Yes. I know how, how much you love, I love 12, 12 Angry, Angry Men. I'm sorry, Becky. I've, I've never I'm seen sorry, 12 Angry Men, actually. Okay, friendship. I totally friend, set you up. I'm sorry. Friendship over. <laughs> That's all right. That That's all right. movie immediately. I'm sorry. I'll Dan it. knows every movie that ever won anything ever. That's true. Yes, so. I know. I know. And I've... then also The Losers. Too. Again, steel trap of a brain. Maybe so. I should memorize Bible verses instead. I don't know. Maybe you did in high school in the Bible quiz team that we were both on. It's a whole well. other conversation. So. <laughs> I was the only reason I bring that up. I was listening to your podcast yes. today with Melissa, yeah. and I totally forgot that you had been on a, on a quiz team, a Bible quiz team. Yes, yes, I had. Hilarious. For seven anyway. years. Okay. Totally forgot that we both had done that. Anyway. Um, okay. Last one. Cassis Snow's one-time friend. Plus an expression meaning the worst of something. Cassis. Dean, high bottom of the barrel? Yes! We have a winner. Again, I love me some Dean (laughs) high bottom. That was a rough one. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> do you, nice, okay. Though. You got it in the end. Laura, do you know what I think of when I think of the phrase bottom of the barrel? What? I, th- again, I get a steel trap of a brain. So I remember when we were in a lifeline practice one time, okay? And Brando, our, you know, coach director was there. And we talked about how difficult it must be to cast lifeline because you have 100 girls auditioning for it. And I remember at one point he said, yeah, and sometimes you just have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the boys. And we were like, oh, that doesn't feel so good. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, I vividly. That's so mean. I vividly remember him saying that because it was like, it was like, oh, okay. Because you would have this team that, like, it was tough to get on this team. It was a pretty prestigious sort of thing. But, like, you would have every lady out there auditioning and there was, like, four guys auditioning and sorry for the one that doesn't make the team. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's what I thought of when I thought of bottom of the barrel. That always comes wow. to my mind. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, so it's time for the ratings. Um, Becky, what are you giving Valid? Well, I I struggled with this one a little bit. I went back and forth, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight o'clock, which is a three. Okay. Um, because I did enjoy it about halfway through to the end. Enjoy as in it kept my attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna give it an eight o'clock. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Dan, what about you? So you know how you have like a really large iced coffee, but then after a while, like the ice melts and you've got like a little bit of coffee flavor at the end. Hold on. I'm going to give it that rating. That little bit of cold, wet, watered down coffee at the very end of your iced coffee. Where does that appear on the list? I think that would be a Folgers. Well, oh, okay. No, here's the thing. Folgers. Here's the thing. I would give it. I would give it. An, I would give it a two. I would give it a Dunkin' Donuts because, like, I, I wanted to like this book so so much, and I love the Hunger Games, and I would go into the bathroom and devour the Hunger Games. I shouldn't go into the bathroom and devour. I would go into the bathroom and read the Hunger Games. <laughs> Don't edit that. That one's gonna be a gem. Um, but like I said, this took me so long to get through and I, I, I don't, yeah. I didn't want to take, I didn't want it to go so long. I'm so tired. I didn't want it to take me so long to get through. There's way more interesting characters. Yeah. I have no mm-hmm. idea what the crap happened at the end. Um, and, yeah. and, and snow's crazy. So all that to be said that, um, I, I'd give it a two. I'd give it a Duncan. Okay, and and I and I know that that hurts your heart it's, to say Duncan, right? Because I like <laughs> Duncan coffee. That's odd to me. Yes, I'm so sorry. I I'm sorry that it ended up having to be the one that right. you had to give out. Hey, so audience, I, just, I feel bad. Audience, um, like Laura did, try try you know some some coffee with some blueberry unsweetener. Blueberry is my favorite, but whatever. Anyway, a two. I, I did not try the blueberry. I, I but I, I I did enjoy the toasted almond. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, but yes, um. <laughs> okay, so I I am actually um, I'm in agreement with you, Beck. I gave it um, an eight o'clock, a three, mm. an eight o'clock. Okay, um, it's yeah, it, it's it was kind of middle of the road for me. Like I yeah, I, I got through it without too much trouble because I wanted to know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I think I've said this before, but I just I would have almost preferred it was from anybody else's perspective in the book because mm. everybody else was more interesting to me. Yeah. Than snow so <laughs> i i just yeah there were so many interesting <laughs> things about it just none of them were the narrator you, you know so. you know what i thought of i wondered if they did they being suzanne collins if she did something where she would again this is just me maybe what if she what if she went from two perspectives do you know what i mean like one chapter was from snow yeah. the other chapter was from yeah. lucy gray maybe if it was from those two characters or mm. or if you've ever read gone girl yeah. you know gone girl the that first would be good. the first half is from you know the husband's perspective and yep. then and then the, yep. the major yes. climax is in the middle of the book like i'm just kind of thinking to myself like that would have maybe been a little bit more interesting or would have held my attention a little bit better would have been really yeah, hard I would agree. have been really hard to read but eh, you know whatever i'm not an author but then you I also agree, would have known that... the what Lucy Gray was thinking. Right. So and I think that would have been really interesting. True. And, you know, I, I'm not a firm believer that you have to know everything completely at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah. But I don't know. I just it just didn't it didn't sit as well with me as I would have liked it to have sat with me. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting, like Gone Girl, if you had the snow perspective for the first half of the book and then the second half starts all over again. Yeah. I mean I mean I wow, that would have that would have kept my attention really, really well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not because then you wouldn't kind of know, you know you'd you'd know the end already, but you wouldn't you know, Mm -hmm. like it would it would be yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That would be kinda interesting to me. Yeah. But Okay, I think we got to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, Dan, we are so thankful that you came on our show. Thank, Thank you. you. I we appreciate it. it. And 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 again, we... I'll do it one more time. Please listen. Lost in lists. It's a fun, fun podcast. Yes. It is fun, people. And we have different yes. topics. We have yes. music and TV and movies and guilty pleasures. There's lots, lots of topics and things you might be interested in. Yeah. Yes, and his latest one uh, is all about friends, which frankly I've seen way too many times. For <laughs> so sure enough. Yeah, exactly. Top top five friends episodes. Yep. So I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> but yeah, back. Do you want to tell about our our next uh, our next book pick here? Yeah, Matt? yeah. Real quick, our next book is Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. Have you Ooh, read that one, Dan? I have not. Okay, well, it is it is not a long read, so I'm expecting no. you to read it before, mm-hmm. <laughs> before we come out with our next podcast. You. Done. Let's do it. You just got an assignment, Dan, from another teacher. I, 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 um, it's a good thing. I love it. No, but this is kind of interesting because that's this is the first in a trilogy as well. So. Yes. Yep. Ooh. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we're... Yeah, we're just doing the first one, but it does it is the beginning of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, if you want to find more of our book recommendations or any of our recipes, make sure you visit our website at groundsfordiscussionpodcast.com and thank you again, Dan. We appreciate it and thank, thank you everybody you for, for listening. You're yes. a great audience. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thank <laughs> <laughs> And thank you for joining us today on Grounds for Discussion. Where the coffee, the books, and the friendships are a perfect blend. Oh.